0: After Dark, your late night live stream where we talk Star Wars. Queerly really girl? I am your host, Brian. With me, as always, are my much better hosts, the spaghetti jar loving queen, Ella, and Marky Mark what? of Hello. the Funky Bunch. <laughs> are we ready? Sure. Yeah, let's do this thing. <laughs> it's time to drink up. Hello, Kenneth. You were first, my friend. Kenneth, quick question for you. Is that you who follows us and listens to us on Podbean? I'm very curious, and I keep forgetting to ask you, but I'm glad I remember tonight. (laughs) Jackson, there is always open portals. Thank you again for having me on Force Connect. I love you and Raven. I love Force Connect. I'm glad I didn't uh, annoy you too much, and now you're here, so welcome. Welcome. After this, if you still like listening to my voice and can go listen to better people talk. If you're still up, go listen to force connect. If you were there a minute ago, cause I was just on their show. And it was a good time. It was a good time. Hello, Paul. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Mr. Rez. Hello, Joey. Welcome back to Krypton from Alderaan. I can't say, him, so whatever. Anyways, it was a great show this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are my wonderful friends? this evening. Emma, how's your <laughs> week been? How has your week been?
1: It was okay. It wasn't the best. I'm looking forward to chilling a little bit this weekend. I'm going to be going to the movies by myself on tomorrow night. So.
0: Are you going to go like, to dinner, too?
1: Um... Maybe. I might, like, grab a cheeseburger or something for myself. But I'm definitely, I'm really looking forward to eating that, like, fake nacho cheese that they have at the theater.
0: <laughs> the stuff yeah. that stays with you for a while, and you're like, oh, yeah, see, I can still taste it two days later. It's great.
1: Yeah, That's I'm going to see the Green Knight. So Ooh. I'm excited.
0: I just listened to Alden talk about the Green Knight on Force Connect. And, you know, if Alden's talking about something, it sounds like super smart already
1: so <laughs> great
2: mark how about you how are you i'm tired i'm sleepy and I almost know. pretty much the same as like what M said because Aww. there's a i'm going to be going to the movie soon it'll probably be me myself and it's probably going to be that movie so <laughs> i was thinking about it the other day because it's like i was like i want to go see it it's not david's type of movie but i was like well i'll go yeah. watch it you know it's like why not it's like i have a couple theaters near me finally so I definitely want to check it out. I I, think I missed the Val Kilmer documentary, though, because I didn't see it anywhere listed anymore, which I wanted to see. I was like, I was curious, but oh, well. I love going to the movies by myself. Yeah, I do, too. It's great. Always will. Even in high
0: school, when people thought that I was a nerd, I was like, okay, what if? true. Am. All right. (laughs) And I like when I'm a nerd and I like to go to the movies by myself because it's fun.
1: I love going to the movies by myself. I'm yeah. Really forward
0: to it.
2: Take yourself out on a date. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. There's some exactly. onion rings in your future too. Okay. Cause <laughs> I know that's a sore subject. to
0: <laughs> Well, speaking of sore <laughs> subjects and not being alone, you're not alone tonight. So why don't you go ahead and hit that smash that like button don't forget to subscribe to the channel because you're going to want to look at these handsome faces and uh, leave a comment below the comment today. I think all of you should mention where you'd go on a star Wars cruise, because yeah. we're going to talk about that a little tonight because the news has showed that um, none of us can afford to go to starlight cruiser or galactic cruise or whatever, or starlight cruiser, or whatever it is. It's that so we expensive. To to. I don't even want to name it. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank> so, <you. laughs> We're just going to take you on a really cheap but chock full of fun gay cruise with the three of us and Chase and Spirit. Chase is on a lovely date with her partner and having a wonderful time. So they're on. Let's just let's just say they took their cruise early. There Where would go. Chase go?
2: Chase, I could see it on Naboo. I was thinking about that. Think? Some fabulous clothes there, too. It's true. (laughs) They
1: would look amazing.
2: Yeah. They would.
0: And I could see them rocking all the queen looks. Yes. The white, the dots,
1: (laughs) the beads. The beads. Yeah. The hair. Yeah. They've had a
0: different hairdo all the time. And I'm like, I
1: see them, I see them like standing at the edge of the lake on like a windy evening with like their fabric of their outfit fluttering behind them Mm -hmm. in the wind.
0: I am with Joey. (laughs) I want to go to Felicia. So then you can leave and say bye, (laughs) Felicia. Right? So, oh my God, you want to hear a real quick random story? Yes. So um, Michael had a not friendly caseworker for a while. And they were really hard to deal with. So it was a lot of legwork on our part to make sure that Michael was taken care of and all the things that needed to needed to be done before he was adopted. Mm-hmm. And um, her name was Felicia. And every day when Felicia had to come to the house, because when when you're going through the foster and adoption process, there is like 40 people that just enter your life for like close to a year. And sometimes they just randomly show up at your house, right? Felicia was never fun to deal with. And I get along with almost everyone most of the time. But you know how much joy was brought to me when I, bye Felicia, every time she'd leave. Because it was like, you know, gay bitchy. And it was like a little bit, there was a little bit of a knife in the back. But also, mm-hmm. I a- so was like, I think you just stabbed me. But thank you. <laughs> it was a good time. And then to teach Michael to say bye Felicia made it even better. <laughs> it's a good time. Good time. Oversharing already. We're not even 10 minutes in, but whatever. You're welcome. Oh, it's all good. All right. Well, Chase, we miss you. Everyone in the chat, I'm sure, misses you. Um, yes. Let's start with this fantastic, fantastic episode of The Bad Batch. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all on board. It was great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, it was chat. good. It was a really, chat, really it was good great. episode. Like, beyond, my mind was blown. My mind was blown. Emma. What were your first thoughts on a scale of one to ten? What do you give it?
1: Uh,
0: uh eight. A B. Okay, Mark.
2: <laughs> mm, I'm, gonna go a to no I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go a nine. Yeah, I think it's 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 up there. It wasn't like blew me away, but it there was a lot of stuff in there that I wasn't expecting. And yeah, I walked away very, very happy. It was, it was, it was great.
0: A hundred percent. I think on bad batch terms, I have to give it a 10. I think it was the best episode we've had. All right. It gave me everything that I've been wanting in a Star Wars that I haven't felt like I've had. I was thinking a lot about this today. So we can get into some greater Star Wars talks after we talk about this episode, and then go on to the to our cruise because I, I I need some friend counseling about how I feel about Star Wars right now. So, uh, Mark, what was your key takeaway from today's episode?
2: I think it was a good balance of everything that we're seeing the change and everything kind of got it just all kind of got fast like a lot of stuff that we've been wondering we got a lot of answers for now which was great I, and i love that um i think omega show more than like any other episode at this point like i was just fully on board with her my eyes are fixated on her she was just in control girlfriend knew what was going on she's just like i was like oh my god, oh my god this is so cool right and her hair looks fabulous, Jim. Yes, <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, what is
0: that stuff called that you can put in your hair to make it like look wet? Like I think it was big during like flash dance. Uh,
1: are you talking about gel? How do you not know the
0: word gel? Well, like, I know what, what gel is. is what about but is does gel make your hair who? look wet? Like what yes. is like Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, she needs to go buy herself some gel and always go with the wet look. Yeah. Because like, girl looks fierce. Yeah, she looks like, good. the yeah. wet look. And like the bow caster thing. Certain like,
1: pomades sh- will also give you a wet look. That is very,
0: very true. Yeah. She's a sophisticated gal. Let's give her some pomade. Yeah. <laughs> and let her watch like Laura Croft. Like I just want to see like that kind of energy. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Pretty badass. Pretty badass. Emma, how about you? <laughs> oh, my God, we're so gay.
2: <laughs> Paul,
0: I liked her wet right hair too. Oh, <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, my friend. I don't know.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, do you just want me to talk about everything that I liked about it? Or
0: favorite moment. Favorite moment.
1: Oh um god, I have like five or six like running through my mind. But yeah, no, no, you know what? My favorite favorite moment was when I was vindicated and Crosshair said that he had his chip removed.
2: Bingo! Yes, that was a great moment. Because I, I, I was like,
1: I've been waiting for this for a yeah. few episodes now.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> and Jackson, if you're still in the chat room, if you're still here hanging out, it's getting steamy, I apologize because I feel like I hijacked the show when we were talking about that line because it was amazing. Like the fact that the fact that Crosshair said when Hunter's like you removed your chip when, and he said, "Doesn't matter." Like yeah. that line was everything yeah like everything so um i want to piggyback on that so you really dug that too mark right oh yeah yeah what was it that stuck out to you because for me like i we queer code the heck out of the show right obviously like i still very much feel like there are a bunch of gay gay dudes running through space like it spoke to me on that level Mm -hmm. which go listen to force connect because i don't need to do it again okay do it there and I'm sure I'll do it with time. So what, what, what did it say to you?
2: Well, I just appreciated the fact that, you know, this is, he liked being that person he liked, like he just had no problem with the way things were going and what he was supporting. It it didn't, like you said, he liked being that soldier, you know, and he was just continuing to do his job. Right. Mm -hmm. Even if it's on the wrong side now, so to speak, but, um, yeah, I did not want I not want like a redemption for him. It's just like it's just simply who he is and he's very very happy serving the empire. You know what? Let him. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a big universe. It's like unfortunately people are going to be they're going to fall on opposite sides. Yeah. And so the fact that he because here's the thing, ultimately the chips and everything that these clones have been through It is all about what they want. And even if that decision is not one that like gels with the rest of here, because we're getting gels um, with what the rest (laughs) of the the Bad Batch is doing. You know what? That's okay. Because he doesn't have to be this mirror image of his brothers anymore. I mean, they were always different. But now it's like he's standing on his own and he's standing up for what he believes in. And that's a big deal. So, Yeah, I, I absolutely love that that's what we got to see him do. And and like I said, it didn't I didn't feel sad. I felt like good for you. You know, it's like <laughs> he's not he's not under mind control, you know. So yep.
0: Emma, how about you? What did what did it say for you?
1: Well, there was one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit about it like i mean as cool as it was to, like i said like have that vindication and have that sort of like because it both gave me the twist and yeah. it also gave me what i wanted with like crosshair just siding with the empire you know like mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. another the direction which was the direction i wanted for his character but like the thing that sort of just dis- the little kernel of disappointment is I feel like the explanation why was not satisfying enough.
0: Oh. the, does it matter?
1: No, the, the whole explanation for like why he's siding with the empire. Like oh. there wasn't, there was no there, there like there wasn't like, yeah. cause it's like the best, those types of plot elements, they work the best when they bring to light things in the story that were always there, but you didn't notice. Mm. You know, like I, I uh, an example of this being done very well was on How I Met Your Mother, when mm. two of the characters went through a breakup, and one of them was having a really hard time emotionally and was hiding it. And over the course of several episodes, they had certain behaviors that, in the context of the situation, made sense and didn't necessarily raise any red flags and then like eight episodes down the line they say like how could you not have noticed and it puts everything like in Sequence and you realize like oh fuck like their heart Was completely broken and they were completely fucked up by this And it was right in front of my face and I remember Watching all those episodes and You know now getting this information puts everything In a new context like that's good storytelling Like that's how you do a plot A plot thing like that well You know and I feel like If they had done more with Like the whole idea of like being left behind You know it, It kind of feels like Omega Being the group's conscience was Sort of their weak attempt at doing that. Yeah, yeah like, like what like what does like what Des just said. It's true. Yep. It's exactly yep. true. You know, like and so I just felt like they hadn't put in they hadn't invested enough in the buildup to make that payoff mm. as satisfying as I have seen it done in other types of media.
2: Okay. Almost like if we had gone back and they had shown like Bits and pieces of like why certain things had done too, Yeah, or, or even yeah. or
1: or even if you know they had taken opportunities to talk about cause like again, like the whole thing about being like left behind, or like, you know, like we don't leave each other behind, and but you did yeah. that to me, you turned your back on me, whatever. But it was just like when it happened and Crosshair got separated from the group, there was no like there was no like moment or story beat about it possibly being different. It was just presented as like, Oh, well that's just how things happen. And so you just have to accept that, Hmm. you know, like we didn't get to really see that the, um, the group might've had other choices or like that they lost opportunities to rescue crosshair that they, that they could have had. You know, or or even like in previous encounters that they had with Crosshair where he was just like sort of relentlessly aggressive and confrontational with them. There was no like push. There was no sort of like attempt on Crosshair's part to entice them. You know what I mean? Like there was no like there was no sort of like him trying to reach out to them or, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh. I, huh. I feel like 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 the whole
1: idea of like, you know, like, you know, being left behind and this being a huge betrayal of everything they believed in. It's like, okay, well, then, like, tell a story about a time when they made a huge sacrifice so that, you know, like, I don't know, record wouldn't end up exploded in a crater or something, you know, like they're just it just completely came out of the blue. You know where it's like this one thing happens, and Crosshair decides that they've written him off forever, and the loyalty that they share between the five of them means nothing.
0: Well, I think that was what Hunter was trying to say, though. I think he was trying to say we didn't feel that way.
1: Yeah, but we didn't see that in any other episode. Like we were never told that.
0: Yes, we were. Like in that when you don't feel like when when Omega, like I think it was the first or second episode when. Omega was like looking at the backpack and there was the, you know, they're like, that was Crosshair's backpack. And then in the episode with Hera Hunter and, and Crosshair made that eye contact through the window. They saw each other.
1: Yes, that is true. Yeah. Well, that's true. You did see Crosshair sort of like on, on his part, but again, it's like, I just feel like that particular plot point, they didn't work hard enough to, con- to give us enough crumbs to convey yeah. that that was that Crosshair completely writing them off and siding with the Empire forever once this chip was taken out was warranted.
2: So I have a question yeah. then: them. Do you think that there's any room for that kind of coming together in the next episode if they play it right? Or do you think it's too late? They've already gone. I the think ball. it
1: would be a really powerful piece of storytelling if they were able to get Crosshair back on their side again and reunite okay. the, the team. You
2: know, I know. I almost don't want that, but I understand. I yeah. get it. I get it. So yes. because at this point, okay, I have- need to
1: I need to respond to this though because the, see this is why this is why I always think about meta storytelling. It's like the fact that, but this is what I was saying is that the fact that Crosshair was relentlessly aggressive was a story choice. The writers mm-hmm. chose to do that. The writers didn't have to have every interaction between Crosshair and the Bad Batch be potentially lethal. Exactly. You know, I mean, hello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but He's the like Raylos don't him. count like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did we lose our Emma? No, you did. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now it's like it's like the, there's a droid there instead. Of
1: <laughs> I, no, I, totally... I literally, you know what happened when I was gesturing to my shirt, my boob pushed a button. <laughs> it happens.
2: Sometimes. Oh well, it, it was like it was
0: like your boob just threw me a bunch of shade, is what it did. It was like. Pew! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, my boob threw some shade. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody.
2: And what does I thought, shade I thought about chat. Kylo. I thought about that scene in the Last Jedi with like where you know they each thought that they were doing the right thing, Kylo and and Ray and you know Ray thinks, oh, you know we want him put him over, and it's like no, this is not. He yeah. still has that mindset. I mean, I, I thought about him a lot during that scene, so. Um, but yeah
0: also real quick I just want to say hello to Keith because I feel like Keith hasn't been in the steam room in a hot minute and also Kevin and Christopher thank you for coming back because they were both hanging out with us on force connect a lot of Brian one night I'm sorry (laughs) Like I don't know I I, okay I'm gonna try to do this real quick because like I said I had an entire monologue a second ago but like when we were speaking about queer coding the show right and I feel like I, I, I saw Crosshair different. I mean, this episode was really beautiful in the way it articulated. Like, we all felt bad for Crosshair, but we still don't like him. Like, I think it that walked that line very, very, like, really well, personally, for me. Um, but I felt like maybe Crosshair is, again, a little different. And sometimes us in the LGBTQ plus community don't stand up for one another when someone else needs us, because they are not one of us, especially as gay dudes. Like I think sometimes, you know, we get a lot of persecution too, but we probably are treated the best out of Mm -hmm. everybody. Maybe. Um, Probably. And I think sometimes we don't always stand up when we need to, or we don't stand up until it gets really desperate and I, for me, that was like what Crosshair was doing. It was just like double downing on who he was and who he chose to be, which we've talked about so much with, with uh, Bad Batch about choosing our own identities. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: he doubled downed on this so much and yeah. still no one was there. Like he was the first one maybe out of them. who's like, no, this is who I choose to be. He chose the wrong side. <laughs> if, that's, if that's the team you root for, like it doesn't, I don't like you. Because you're making, well, you're making bad choices, but I I found it to be like this really interesting intersection talking specifically as a minority group who should be standing up for one another. But when given the opportunity to walk away and have a better life, they will because they can. And if that one can't, then I guess it's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It hit me that way. Maybe I was reading too much into it. I don't know, but it was like, it really affected me. And I don't want him to get redeemed because this whole professor X and Magneto like relationship that's (sighs) forming now is like, I am all here for, I think crosshair has by that line. I think it is up there. It is my favorite line in any of the bad batch episodes of does it matter? Because I feel like it was this defined choice of what he did. And now he can become this really, really, really complex episode or uh, uh, a very complex villain. I'm like, and now I want to know how much of this whole thing he orchestrated. Like, has he been the puppet master this entire time? Like all of it. I think it'd be so rad. I like, could be rad. I don't know, but I'm here for it. Um, um, Thank you, Chris. At least someone's with me. At least someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we missed you, Keith. We missed you and we love you always. Um, Yeah, you know, I think my favorite moment from this episode was towards the end when I found myself ugly crying um, in the silence. Star Wars does not give us a lot of silence. And so it was really, really powerful when we were getting those shots of like the empty cafeteria, the empty um, tubes, what, you know, their, their wombs. The glass wombs, the room full of wombs, and and it was all just empty, and it was silent, and I got that. It reminded me very much of Ghost in the Shell. uh, That scene in Ghost in the Shell, and you see the quietness of the city while all this stuff is happening. Um, it, It hit me so hard. Like I thought it was so tastefully well done of just the 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 loss in the clones and maybe I don't I don't know. How do you all feel? I'm going to ask this question. How do you feel about the way we in the real world as Star Wars fans and the characters in universe speak about the clones?
1: Mm. Emma, do you have
0: what are your what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it um i'm still trying to wrap my head around what it means that like the whole clothing operation was shut down mm-hmm. you know like it's just like i mean why like aren't the kamen like their own society like don't they get to do whatever they want like what <laughs>
0: Not with the empire around. Not with the empire around. <laughs> That's true. I, I guess,
1: yeah. but it's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, is it like a strategy thing, so that this is a, that they can't be paid to engineer soldiers that will overthrow the empire? Like, <laughs> I guess I.
2: Hmm. I know. What about you, Mark? So, going up with what Emma said that. So, part of me thinks that I, I didn't I, I wrap my head around any of it until just right now. So maybe they are afraid that that chip will fail, or it's easy for them to have that loose end out there, because if the once those removed, those clones can you know fight back. They're good fighters, you know. They obviously fought for this cause for all this time, but you know if they feel that they've been controlled and then realize that they've been, controlled, you're gonna have one hell of a revolt on your hands. So I think they're just trying to eliminate something. Eliminate this this loose end and get rid of it out of the way so they can go forward. And then they have soldiers that are going to be loyal to them because they signed up for this. Mm. Um, maybe I, that's what I'm thinking as well too. And yeah, going back where you said that just the scenes. I'm I'm already nostalgic for that era as it is. But yeah, it was just like this little love letter to Attack of the Clones and that the 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 Kevin Owens and the planet and just everything that you've seen. I mean, it's like. I always loved that part of Attack of the Clones, but this is really sad because it's like no matter what has happened and what was going on behind the scenes, but like you said, these people, are they being wiped out as well too? They're destroying the facility. I mean, it's just like this was such a huge part of that era, and you're saying goodbye to the era in a really harsh way. And it's not a hateful way. It's just that this is war, you know? And so... Yeah, it just it was it was hard. It was hard seeing that come about today because now we're really gonna see like the Sydney goes, they're getting rid of the clones altogether and, and you know their usefulness is just about up. And so I that's hard to think about, you know, because regardless of whether what whatever has happened or you know, up until this point, those are beings, you know, and just being discarded. So
0: Yeah, I want to piggyback on that because this is like I think I brought it up when I was speaking with Tom last last on our last episode. Um, I've always had a problem with the way clones are referred to off screen and in universe like they are human beings. It does not matter how they came to be. They are human beings and in universe and in our reality. So much talk around clones except for the ones that we have a name for. Are spoken about just like fodder. And I feel like that was the whole point. That was what I walked away with at the end of Clone Wars. And I feel like this episode, I mean, the music alone, the like mysterious like strings or whatever is that are coming in is like was so eerie and beautiful. And like you said, Mark, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was a beautiful homage to all of it. But that in that silence, I was immediately brought back to that very first episode of the Clone Wars after the movie. And it's with Yoda and the clones, and they're trying to get the Tordarians. And Asajj Ventress is like, "Yoda makes the bet. If I can kill all these droids, you know, blah blah blah." She's mm-hmm. like, oh, "Of course you won't. Whatever, right?" And it looks like they're they're they were backed into a cave basically, and the clones are just upset, and they're all you know. Yoda shows them compassion, and they're like, "Why are you being nice to us? We're just clones. We're all the same." And Yoda's like, "No, you're not." And he calls them out and says what he sees in every single one of them. And it was this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment of seeing individuality in a time when no one saw it in them. And so that scene came. I I just thought about all those people that were just killed. They were removed. Well, I'm assuming they're being sent off to the crops to be slaughtered. Like That's what I took from that line. And I'm just like, all these human beings are just being slaughtered. And I got really emotional thinking about in universe, no one's going to give a crap because they're just clones. No one in the fandom is going to give a crap because they're just nameless clones. They're not Rex. They're not Cody. They're not Hauser. They're not. They're just clones. They're the regs. And then I thought about the eighties, which we've talked about and the AIDS epidemic and all that, and all those people that were just dead in a hospital and no one cared because they were just faggots and that's what they got and an empty hospital room. And after the crisis was over, you know, I was thinking about this episode of pose that just ended and they're like, there were the slums, you know, but like, <laughs> Hospital not rooms cut. were just, okay. <laughs> these hospital rooms were slums, but and I no it. doctors I or nurses yeah. would come in, and they were. And then I and then I thought about the pandemic and how many thousands and thousands of people died alone because no one could come into a, a room with them, and it just it brought me back to this thing of we're all just human beings, like we are human beings, and the empire just did not care. They are so. Yeah. Thirsty and hungry for power, they will step on anyone and anything to get there. And it was just, it hit me in the feels. Like, and again, I think it's the silence because there just is not a lot of silence in stars. And it gave yeah. me a minute. All of that flooded through my brain and like 15 seconds. And then I was just ugly crying. I was like, it was just like it was too much. It I mean, was really,
2: really powerful. It's all been leveling up because if you think about it, Order 66 wiped out the Jedi, you know? Yeah. Or so they thought, right? You know, um, now they're going to do it with the clones, you know? And eventually they build a Death Star where they can wipe out the planets. It was always headed this way, unfortunately, yeah. you know? I was thinking about this on the way home, actually. I was thinking about, like, how many times did they use that? We only see the instances that we see, whether it be on the page, the stuff that isn't Legends, unfortunately, you know? I'm sure there were probably more instances there, but just what we see on screen may only be a few of those instances, even though they were obviously all devastating, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and, 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 and and then just all these other places, um, you know, Scarif also, you know, what, what they did there. It's like, they, 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 there may have been small instances, but it was still destruction, you know, I mean, it, 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 that's what brought it up i was listening to a podcast where they were talking about dropping the bomb on nagasaki and hiroshima and and you know it just it, it that that's what brought it to mind it's like well we only know you know we only knew of those instances right you know obviously here on our own earth and how devastating that can be but like with that weapon with that much power you know they were just willing to wipe out whoever gets in their way and yeah it's yeah. it's terrifying. But but that's cool in 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 universe, you know. Not so much here on Earth, obviously, you know. But in universe, it works for the purpose of the story. Um, I would I would love to have that subject tackled someday. You know, more of the people who are affected by the Alderaan thing, all that. You know, I mean, um, because yep. we only get little spots of here and there. You know, even the Leia went through it. You know, I even probably get more into it in the books, but um, it just these folks in the way they get affected and, 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 you know, had that certain character turned out to be better. We might've learned a little more <laughs> what it's like to be from a planet you lost, you know, but, um, anyway, I hope we I'm still rambling
0: with somebody else. I'm
2: rambling. You know, I
0: like, <laughs> you know, Des here says the AIDS crisis, the hatred and ignorance. If you want to listen to like really great Star Wars talk and politics and where there's no, <laughs> No holding back. Listen to sixty minutes. It's really yeah, not great.
1: Yeah, fifty minutes. yeah,
0: I want to bring up what Brian says here. The emptiness made me empathize for Echo, and OG of the Rishi Station and Battle of Camino. He gave so much to save Camino, only for it to be all for naught. Like I again, I agree with you, Brian. I thought about that. I thought about when we found him hanging there. It's on Skeketo Minor, or Secto Minor, whatever it's called. Like the more machine, and it made Skeketo me think Minor. of. Of, uh, uh, it, and I'm blanking on their name, but the, the villain in Ghost in the Shell. And you saw, like, these carcasses just hanging there. And there's humans in there somewhere. But they were just not treated like that at all. Oh, oh my, this is, like, now Ghost in the Shell too much. But, like, it was so powerful. So powerful.
1: One of the things that I really like about Star Wars, especially the way that it's, the storytelling has continued on into, like, this era and this this moment in history is the way that the um the way that sort of like the efficiency of the empire like efficiency is portrayed as like a central tenet of the way the empire um the way the empire functions and i really like seeing that like portrayed as like evil because I think it's a bit of a response to the corporatization of society, like especially the Western world and how corporatism has like really taken over. And I think it's good to see like those kinds of things like sort of very corporate mentality portrayed in an evil light (laughs) because that quite frankly, aligns with my personal politics. <laughs> you know this 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 segment is my little tribute to era on <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay hold on
1: shout out to my socialist friends
0: <laughs> era that was for you also <laughs> That's right. my era snaps still don't really you know, know what snaps me but, but i, I feel remember.
1: like i feel like it sort of rings true for us right because we're we're living in this society where like you know Corporatism has has dominates our lives and we're starting to understand like how truly detrimental it is. And then if you contrast that with sort of the type of world that we're seeing in the Mandalorian, like this is one of I feel like Mandalorian has really um, has really encompassed or embodied this kind of like patchwork chaotic organic aesthetic and the and it's and that is what is conveying freedom you know yeah so it's like i just i love the way the star wars franchise is doing this is showing us how you know like constricting and um how constricting and um you know, sort of like anti or or it, how how inhumane, how inhumane mm-hmm. qualities like, you know, like ruthless efficiency and redundancies and conformity are and embracing the fact that like life and joy take place in spaces that are chaotic and yep. you know outside the box.
0: This is something I agree with literally everything you just said. But <laughs> like I wish And we've brought this up before, but, like, I wish some of the stuff that was planted in Bloodline, again, greatest Star Wars novel ever written.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Lost Stars is up there.
0: uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish that the sequel trilogy could have had some of this politics that you're talking about because it is being sprinkled in. They were so afraid of politics because, you know, we all, I love the prequels, love them but I can see when some people found some of it to be boring. I love it, yeah. but I can see when people find some of it boring. Yeah. But I agree. All of these things are addressing all of that, but in a really fun way. Solo addressed it really well in a very fun way. Like they kept it going. And I really wish that we could have gotten that in the sequel trilogy. So, but with that, do we have anything? Emma, did you, what else did you like? Cause I want to talk about the sequel trilogy real quick before we go on a big old gay cruise.
1: Oh, um what what else did i like in this episode yeah, of because Bad Bad? you
0: said you had like five or six things
1: oh gosh okay no i can't well some of them we've talked about you know like okay. like the shots of the interior of of the city before it's destroyed that was wonderful um i really love the creativity like i thought it was just a brilliant like the writers were just so clever to think of the fact that the droids were using live fire um is so important to the plot of this Mm -hmm. episode you know and it's like because that could have easily been like sort of like low stakes no stakes you know like oh like they're firing lasers like what are they gonna do but we've already had that addressed in an episode about how they're making the clones go into a battle arena with live fire where Mm -hmm. if you get hit like you're dead
0: (laughs) they don't matter you're just a clone Yeah.
1: yeah 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 oh my god
0: Something else that I found, like again, I'm really upset. I only got to watch this episode once because again, stuck in traffic. Um that line with with Omega, and this was something I brought up again with Tom, which thank you for everyone who listened to that. I felt like was a very negative episode. I hope it didn't sound terrible, but um when we've all we were all taken aback when Omega refers to the bad batches, her brothers like every like the entire fan was like, Wait, what? That's your dad. <laughs> but I was thinking about this, and there she has no concept of parents at all. She probably never left that platform, that station, and all she knows are brothers and the Caminoans. Like, they're the, I, the words mother and father, or mother or parent, don't probably don't even exist to her, like, at all. They're brothers, so that word brother can possibly have so many different layers of different connotations to it than what we would have in our language, because we have these other words, but she doesn't. And I was thinking about that. And then to find out today, she's actually older than the bad batch. She's like, this is where you were born. I was here. Yeah. Like how quickly did they age up? It was also eerie how I had this moment where and I wish I'd remember her her name I feel very disrespectful but that voice actress for Omega is brilliant like yes there was this pain in her voice of like I look up to you because you're older than me but I was here when you were born and it was this there was something in that line delivery that was just like this utter confusion. And that was the scene. Then she raised up all the droids and was like, oh my God, I realized I brought up too many. So she's just a kid, but now they're not. Like, it's this whole, like, it again, it, oh my God. The show's done so well for the clones. Like, it's just so great. Like, after weeks of not being happy with Bad Batch, I'm like, oh, we're
2: back. <laughs> She looked very pained and and pensive when they were heading to the station too. like there was a lot going on there. Like I said, that was the most complex I've seen that character and I was just like, oh my god, this is really, really cool. It's like I just loved her so much in this episode
0: yeah when it's she just, was like you have to yeah. get
2: lower you have to get lower and then they went through that yeah. tunnel it was really yeah.
0: hard for her to show her that like how many times did nala say do not tell anyone this is here no because yeah. you know no yeah. one knew that was yeah.
2: there yeah yeah like, and she there was, was breaking rules yeah there was just a lot going on there like, she did not have to see anything but you just see it on her face and i was just like what's going on like it, it just what is she processing at this moment and i'm sure she was scared too because what was waiting for them there. And what if they get there too late for Hunter, this sort of thing, you know? Yep. So wow. yeah, the a million things racing through her mind. Oh my God. I love what Christopher just said. Yep, and that speaks exactly. to that
0: silent scene. I love that they yep. made Camino, uh, Camino city, a character. And at the end we said goodbye. Oh my God.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Oh I mean, it, it, that's exactly how it felt like. I yeah, mean, it I'm just did sad, really, it was so well done. Like, you know, like for, for, people that grew up in the prequel era, you know, it, that the, the prequels were the Star Wars and they, they saw this today. It was a, a pretty big deal. Like I saw a lot of people say like it really, really got to them, you know, like this, yeah. that these movies that they loved growing up, just like the way I did with like Empire and, and New Hope and Return of Jedi. To see this moment brought to Latin to say goodbye in such a way. It's just, it's almost like saying goodbye to like a piece of you, like that, that young Naive piece of you, you know, it's like Uh we're moving on to a a darker universe now, you know, that we're in a hundred,
0: a hundred. And I feel like, I mean, Christopher's right again, like that's just really beautifully and perfectly well said, but like, because I feel this last few weeks maybe the show didn't earn it all the way like on its own accord it was the callback to the music on camino it was the callback it was knowing <laughs> yeah. all of it made it okay i'm not sure if the show itself earned it but yeah. bringing ourselves in through it and that's where i'm like to me like it's all star wars i don't know I, em will get upset with me because she's a beautiful brilliant writer but like Star Wars sometimes they give a pass of like you can use all of the thing because it's a big space opera. It's one <laughs> big story, like you can tap into other things. It's a cop out. I know a show and an episode should earn all those things on its own, but like I don't I don't feel the show earned all of it. I think the show has earned a Omega and Hunter vibes. Like that, it's really earned all of those moments, and Omega and Wrecker, actually, because those two are great too. Um yeah. Anything else about this episode before we send it to you see? Covered it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great episode, and I cannot wait to watch it again. It was fantastic. Like, again. Yeah. Like now yeah. that I know what's happening, I want to watch it again so I can like just like yeah. So real quick with the uh, 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 oh my god, never mind. I forgot what I wanted to say about the sequel trilogy. Now. Oh yes, I feel. I realized today, and maybe it was that callback to Camino. I don't think, and this is going to sound really terrible. I don't think I've loved a Star Wars movie in a really long time. Like I do these other things. Like I loved The Force Awakens when The Force Awakens first came out. Like I loved it. And no shade to any of them because that's not what I'm, that's, this is not a, 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 trash fest I'm really not trying to do that but like and then The Last Jedi came out and it kind of stalled out I love The Last Jedi Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I love The Last Jedi as a sequel to The Force Awakens but I also can't blame The Last Jedi because of where The Force Awakens left itself like I almost feel like in looking back now knowing the whole story like the climax of The Force Awakens should have been the end of the second act and we should have had something afterwards (laughs) And that That's led into point. another movie. Um, we all know how I feel about the rise of Skywalker. Like, I feel like in all of this, Emma brought it up earlier too, like all these politics and all of this social stuff that we're getting in the Bad Batch, in the Mandalorian, we did get it in both Rogue One and Solo for me. Like, it wasn't there. And I'm like, I'm feeling kind of bummed. Like, I, want, I hope later, I hope this is also... When did the Attack of the Clones come out? 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah. I've had 20 years. I've had half my life just didn't invest on it. Was maybe it? in another two, 20 years. Was it
2: 2002, 2003? I forgot. But yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It was, it was three, years, so close. three years before yeah. Revenge of the Sith because yeah. Revenge of the Sith was 2005. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So close. We're almost there. Let's just call it 20 years. Like it's, I've had two decades. I've had half my life with this movie. Like I hope I get there. Yeah. D- Am I know the sequel trilogy brought you back to Star Wars, like full swing and had you like super dive in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you feel those connections to the sequel trilogy? Yeah. Okay, I love it. Okay. This episode we're gonna do that we're gonna rewatch the sequel trilogy quicker than I thought because now like I need to. Yeah, because I want to know what those emotional beats are in the sequel trilogy that are gonna get me going every single time. If that makes sense. What about you, Mark? Do you feel that way? Or
2: I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I with you. There's there's, there's there's stuff because I mean, again, like you said, the whole Force Awakens era was so awesome. It's one of my favorite eras of bringing Star Wars back, and how much excitement there was leading into it. That whole era was just so much fun, you know. But but I I, I don't know. I mean, I I try not to let too much negativity like weigh me down or like not like Star Wars anymore but after that just it got pretty tough you know with like so Mm -hmm. many negative people online and just there's just Mm -hmm. a lot of negative voices I think that kind of messed it up for me as well too you know although I really shouldn't let it but but yeah I just although I have to say that Mm -hmm. I mean it's like the closest I got to what we saw of everything of the movies I mean I loved Rogue One was great you know, I mean, there's some awesome elements in that film, you know. And I know you love solo, so there's you know? that. So there's there are yeah. movies from this era that we do love, you know. Yeah. Um, but you wanted to connect with the trilogy, and that's what's important it because did. you wanna then I and I, I understand I never quite did, but there are things that I love from it that yeah. I took away from it that oh, I absolutely I mean, would never wanna like I wouldn't want that exactly. to go away. So yeah.
0: I, this, like I said, this is not a bash session. That is not what I'm just like,
2: but I want to rewatch them because I haven't seen them in a while I would love to see yeah. them with fresh eyes again because I think yeah. now I'm ready to leave a lot of that crap behind that has happened, yep. you know, and just watch them again, you know. Well, now so we know how it all okay. finished.
0: Like, now we know the whole
2: story. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: not we're, yeah. not, we're not, we're not Emma. I'm not that talented. I, like to think what's going to happen next. I write it all in my head. I do all of that stuff. I never get mad when it doesn't happen that way, but I love Christopher here too. Like I love, this is the, I live for it. I love the sequel trilogy so much. Uh, it had such a huge impact on me as an adult, just as the original had an impact on me as a child. Like, I love it. I love it. Hello, Brandon. Hello.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> Chris, you're right. The constant negativity does cut into my enjoyment of Star Wars at times. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Anyway, so we're gonna go back to that at some point soon. Are we ready for a big old gay cruise?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: am ready for a big gay cruise. But first, before we go on that cruise, it's starting to show up on people's doorsteps. And thank you for all the pictures. But you can check out all of our merch at uh, T Public, where you can buy the shirt that I'm wearing right now which we sold a lot of over the last weekend, like a lot. So thank you to everyone who purchased things this weekend. Look how cute it looks. It turned out so great. Anyways, thank you for that. Head on over to TeePublic, link below. Buy some merch, help support the show. It's great, good stuff. All right, we are about to board Starlight Beacon. (laughs) That we are going to call Studio Beacon in very Studio 54 fashion. Where all the gays are going to congregate together. We're going to party all night long as we board on our individual trips. Somehow it's okay to bring kids to this big gay bar. Okay. So we have to like figure out how to party party. Because I'm going to have my children with me. But anyways. So. Chat. I want to know where you're going to go, to. So here's the question. We're going to go on a cruise because we can't go to Galaxy's Edge on that starship thing. Where are you going to go in Star Wars? What are you going to do? And what ship are you going to take? I'm very excited for this. <sighs> Emma, let's start with you.
1: Oh, no. Do you have to? Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. I have. Uh, this is the way. We're okay. back to the Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, I hadn't thought about everything yet. Hang on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I will start. Okay. I was already with Joey. So thank God Joey is here this evening because I'm going to Felicia because I miss. And I love that the sequel, tr- or the prequel trilogy, brought me crazy ass planets like Felucia that could not exist anywhere in the real world, but they exist in Star Wars. It is so beautiful. It is just uncanny and unlike anything. So, I if I'm going to go anywhere in Star Wars, I want to go somewhere really, really, really weird and gigantic skyscraper size. Orchids are very, very weird. I am somehow <laughs> going to make a. Um, Sandcrawler work in space because I want to take a (laughs) sandcrawler because while I'm there, Silver, if you're still here, I hope you're coming with me because I need someone to go thrifting with while I'm on (laughs) the sandcrawler because you never know what armor you might find in a sandcrawler that I can now take me with me on vacation. And uh, while we're on Felucia, I think I want to watch some... Beast battle in an arena, only because it's Star Wars, and I know it's wrong.
1: (laughs) Oh, so if it's in the pretend world of Star Wars, it's okay because the animals aren't being abused because they're not real.
0: I—it's problematic. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Hey,
1: look, I Alexandria might want to
0: bring up that cancel Brian that you tweeted earlier. (laughs) Cancel Brian.
1: Listen, I am a fic writer, so I understand the difference between, you know, how fiction can be problematic because it's just fiction. (laughs) It's fine. It's okay to do pretend things that wouldn't fly in the real world.
0: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Emma, are you ready? We've got a couple I had.
1: I found my notes. I found my notes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That I took earlier. So, um, I think I would actually, if I was going to be going on a space cruise, um, I would want to be, um, on Dryden Voss's ship, because <laughs> you know, like he lives yes. in luxury.
0: It is sexy too. That is just like this big sexy. I love how slow it is. It's like it just flies with BDE energy through space. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm.
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> And I would just, like, want to go on – I would just want to cruise, like, from the core just to, like, the outer rim. You know, like, exploring. You know, kind of like when you do, like, the Mediterranean islands. Mm -hmm. And you get to visit, like, all these different places. Like, it would be so cool to get to, like, you know, to see, like, the central hubs and more urban areas as well as the more, like, far-flung planets. Like, I would want to mm-hmm. get the full experience of the Star Wars universe. Ooh. I wouldn't just want to visit, like, one or two places.
0: I love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Mark, before and jump to multiple you. Multiple
1: biomes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the silence on the podcast probably just best described my face I just made, too. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Where are people going? Chris? Is going to Naboo on Duchess Satine's luxury ship. Nice, uh, class and style. Yeah. Paul is going to go oh, chill with the Ewoks. He's Paul going to gonna...
1: like, yeah.
0: Oh, Paul's not roughing it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Paul's going to be jammed to the Ewoks with some Madonna. He's going to bring Jesse Ware's new album because Paul and I have like I think the exact same taste in music. Um, so the Ewoks right, Paul...
1: already have such great music; they don't need us polluting their ears.
0: No, every single human being needs to hear Jesse Ware's newest album. Everyone needs to hear it because it is perfect and fabulous and fantastic. Arachne Archive. Uh, If everyone is going, then they'll probably need to take the Death Star. Well, that went dark. (laughs) Team Crosshair. All right, one more, and then Mark will go. But Joey and I—Joey, we can go together. Are you cool with that? Are you cool traveling? Are you and the doctor fine traveling with another family of five to Felucia? Because Joey just wants to exist in the beauty of the place, and also he's going to take the Naboo royal starship because, again, his class and style. Mark, where are you going?
2: So I'm going to jump in on the Naboo Cruiser, which is the ship at the beginning of Attack of the Clones because it's a beautiful ship and I love that retro design and I would be going to Cloud City.
1: Ah uh, yeah, so
2: I would love to go there because I can imagine there's gonna be great entertainment, there's gonna be gambling, and there's gonna be good food, and people are gonna be dressed, you know, pretty cool. And you may run into Lando, you know, it's just like all <laughs> oh, there's they so serve, many, yeah, there's so they many serve great ice it. cream. Well, there's that <laughs> running around with it. Um, yeah, no, I just I think you know it would just be great to visit there. Not only just for like the sites, but I mean, just, just to be able to see what it's like when the sun sets there, you know, and to, uh, to be there at night, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I just, beautiful. I've loved that design since I was a kid. So I just, I would love to go to cloud city and maybe and... I'll take a little tour on one of the, the little, like the, the little pod ships, you know, the cloud cars, the cloud car. Oh, a little the, ride cloud car out of the cloud cars up car. there. Yeah, I would love to go to Cloud Car for sure.
0: So and it is Cloud City. So it's very Art Mm Deco-y, which has the potential that maybe John Hamm is going to be there as Jack Draper. Right. Is it Jack Draper? Yeah. Uh Yes. Pants are very full. I'm telling you, Don Draper. That's right. Everyone should Google if you're dirty and gross like me and just Google John Hamm pants. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Alexandria <laughs> is riding the Millennium Falcon with a cast of Solo, and they're going to go party on Naboo. Why not? Oh. You know what? Oh I my feel God. like,
1: yeah, I feel like for the purposes of my image, I need to explain why I didn't choose the Millennium Falcon.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> real quick. Because
1: yeah. I, went, I went off brand for a minute. I, I um, was
0: just about to call you out. But real quick, <laughs> I can promise you Alexandria knows how to party because I'm thinking back to a picture they tweeted a long time ago because they bought a pink milk tote and it was the most fabulous picture and I really need to retweet it because it's been a hot minute and it was like, it's all how all pink merch merch should be showcased. Mm -hmm. So Alexandrine, make that crop top. Another fabulous photo, please. Okay. Emma, explain yourself.
1: Yeah, no, just because... (laughs) One of the reasons I love the Millennium Falcon is because she is, like, the ship of the people. Like, she's, like, ragtag and beat up and grimy and, like, something goes wrong every third day and you have to fix it, you know, with, like, random tape. But, like, when I'm on a cruise, I want to be surrounded in luxury. Like I wouldn't mind living my everyday life on the Millennium Falcon. I mean, that's basically the dream. But you're on that's,
0: vacation; you're going on a real. cruise.
1: Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I, I'm okay. You're. I, I got you. I feel you. Your brand remains safe. Thank you. For now. I like Kevin here. <laughs> Kevin's going to Canto Buy it on the Iron Squadron uh, YT freighter to eat the rich.
1: All right. Yeah. Everyone
0: follows Kevin. Um, who's looking mighty fine in the steam room? I will add, with all the weights in the garage making me feel like I don't do any work. I can now, I, all I'm seeing and listening is the music because Kevin listens to some very like hard, like heavy metal uh, stuff that I am afraid of, like mm-hmm. it give me nightmares. But I can see them, I can see him like totally prepping to eat the rich on Canto Bite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like it's Kevin's like mental carrot. Okay, Brandon is going to go to Naboo or Takadana with M on Dryden's Voss Yacht.
1: Yeah, nice. That's
0: okay. Yeah, like you that. don't want to go to the Forest Moon of Endor on that ship, though. Powered. Jackson, powered by BDE. I love it. <laughs> Christopher, oh, I would want to go to Encanto it on a Star Speeder 3000. Very nice. Chris is going to join you in Cloud City. So, yes. there you go. There you go, Mark. You got Lando Calrissian himself with you in Cloud City. Like what? A better guide Mary than Mandon- Lando Calrissian?
1: <laughs> uh, Joey's Joey's is so accessible. Look at look at Joey's. Okay.
2: Yes. Oh. Uh... Yeah, Who lobot doesn't to... love a lobot. Nobody's been going through it in the comic books. So. Okay, yes, we, uh-huh. can go,
1: we can go back to that other one. Yeah. Alexandria's just being funny.
0: <laughs> Alexandra, I would yes. like to have a beach party on Scarif. Yeah. Watch out for that oh, heat wait. wave. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that heat wave.
0: Oh, don't go during typhoon season. Um... <laughs> Oh, there we go kevin you nailed it brian it's the carrot it's the carrot during those workouts <laughs> all right we are rounding out to an hour this is a good time to say good evening uh even when you're on a ship you gotta go to bed right i've never been on a cruise
2: me neither
1: yeah me neither okay. i'm afraid to and I mean, the water, so I mean, it's not gonna happen well, <laughs> well and also like i mean they're just like floating
0: petri dishes so now i, <laughs> I just saw <laughs> jo- i just yeah just saw joey brian yeah. that is dark here's brian disaster tour tourism crows on Moncala cruiser stops another on geonosis camino jetta
1: <laughs> i have some fun facts about some of those places actually <laughs> right
0: laugh out loud people still go visit Pompeii, and uh i don't know how to say that word perfect yeah. yacht to this day
1: yeah uh, yeah Hey, look! I mean, the where where all the place where Aldron used to be. I mean, it's an asteroid field, but it's also interestingly, it's a wound in the forest, that location.
2: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and, it's like the Overlook Hotel.
1: And another cool <laughs> thing about Jeddah is that people think that Jedha was fully exploded, but it wasn't. It was it wasn't. It's just nope. yeah, there's just a big chunk of it.
2: it was and in Scarif, fact, right. Same with Scarf, it was just like that one chunk of it, right? Because they didn't yeah, blow up the yeah. Whole planet. Yeah. yeah. But the cool
1: the cool thing about Jeddah is that because it was um a location for kyber crystals, is that you can actually go to the side of it that has all of the like chunks floating around in space, mm-hmm. and you can actually find crystal, like kyber kyber crystals there. Nice. So some some oh. Jedi go and get their crystals from the asteroid field. Hmm.
0: And Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker were born on an asteroid. It's Star Wars. It rhymes.
1: (laughs) It happens in space, with space things.
0: (laughs) Alexandra, you're on fire tonight. I've actually never been to a floating hotel. I mean a cruise.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sorry to any of our listeners who own cruise lines. (laughs) For the roasting that you have received tonight please don't stop listening to us
2: begs the question who do you, who do you think would run the in universe star wars version of the olivia cruise lines knows. what i'm talking about <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's all it's gay cruises but it's it's mostly it's mostly women so yeah oh. right? Ristall. Yeah.
0: Reistall. Hmm. No, maybe she's just the uh, club coordinator. It'd probably be Kira.
2: But by holder.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't trust her to fly a ship
1: She it on purpose oh my It's God. not the
2: Titanic Damn it
1: Come on. Jeez
2: That's twice In one night
1: This time I'm doing it On
0: purpose <laughs> M's other boobs
2: struck me back Exactly Yes the, the cleavage strikes back <laughs> if you ever
1: disrespect <laughs> emilyn holdo in my presence again i will not be responsible for my actions
0: you might split me in two no that was didn't get anything that
2: didn't land nothing Another silent moment in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. There's no way. The ID is going to be doing the show from now on. So let's enjoy. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you will to, find we're, we're, we're all of to, our
2: trash cans. We'll have to interpret the beeps. In <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, maybe it'll have like a little can of oil that it can sip on when it's like throwing at rides.
0: The cleavage Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars sequel. There you go. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick screen grab of this because ladies and gentlemen, we just found the title of this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so hey, look, I mean, we are look us, Raylos, we are very clear on the fact that boobs are very important to the sequel trilogy <laughs> and our enjoyment thereof. So Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm on board with this officially.
0: Okay, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, everyone, thank you because we just got <laughs> too silly, and I don't even know where we are anymore. But what else? We had a great time, everyone in the chat in the Steam room. Thank you. We love you. I um actually, there's a few of you that are in both chats. I kind of disrespected uh, Force Connects chat because I every time I go anywhere, I always like say how much I love our Steam room because y'all are like the nicest people ever. And um, I always say that because we have the greatest steam room ever. So thank you, thank you for spending your Friday with me. And I feel very lucky to hang out with all of you beautiful people. And I feel very lucky hanging out with the two of you. Emma, where can people find you? Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter at hutslea, and uh, on um, you can find me on Instagram at foxflur f o x f l u r. chip who you want, all ships are valid.
2: Mark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IMLDioplito. And uh, from time to time, I'm taking a number two, a Star Trek podcast. Y calafuerza esté contigo. <laughs> <I'm>
0: sorry. <laughs> you can Are follow you? me. <laughs> you can follow me and the show at Serving Pink Milk. Don't forget to hit up our Tea Public site, help support the show by buying some merch. It's very cute. If I don't say so myself. Until next week. Oh, also don't forget to subscribe. Smash the like button. Leave a comment. It helps our algorithm. All those things that I'm supposed to say that I'm not good at. But anyways, until next week, we appreciate (laughs) all of you. And have a wonderful evening. And Draco!